Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Ari Gross. You're listening to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. (laughs) Thanks for listening. On to the show. Beyond the doors of this classroom, there is an exact replica of a town in the United States. Two Americans have been abducted. I'm going to bring in some experts on American culture and give this town the facelift it needs. Two Americans who have no idea... What are we doing in Huawei in the Beeves' bedroom? ...that they're not in America. I just got off a plane from New York where it's almost 1990. Here it's the 1950s. We're going to run. Now... We're going to transform this nightmare. They're going to show the Russians what's hip. AB positive. What's hot? What's your name? Bonnie, and yours? I forgot. And what's happening? The key to modern America is Japanese products. They wanted authorities on American culture. Ah! Instead, they got the experts. I have an important question for you. (laughs) What are you going to do with a Russian spy who can't tell the difference between heavy metal and a plutonium rocket core? What are you going to do? You're going to send in the experts. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, just one of the guys. Uh, Coupe de Ville. Midnight Clear. Uh, Even House 2. All those films star... At, well, no, not, not as the lead, but at least have the actor Ari Gross in them. And we interviewed Ari Gross, right? Well, I, I think he is the lead in all those movies, right? Not in Just One of the Guys. Oh, right. right. Of course he's not the lead in Just One of the Guys. But he's the lead in the other one. He's the lead, that group of nerds. <laughs> no, that's a good point. He's not, uh, he's not Terry. Yeah. Who we also interviewed. And a quick plug, check hey. out our interview with Joyce Heiser Robinson. It's really good. Uh, it's really good. Be there. Yep. But but obviously, you know, with all those movies that I listed, uh, we interviewed Ari Gross, and that's going to be the next episode after this one. 
So this was like the pre-episode, as we do with quite often when we have an actor on the show we interview, we always profile one of their movies before their interview. Uh, yeah. And so I thought, uh, should we choose one of those or should we go a little deeper into Ari's catalog and choose another movie from the 80s? Just happens to star uh, John Travolta as well. It's called The Experts. That's the movie we're talking about today. Another movie that happens to star John Travolta as well. What's the other movie? Oh, yeah. I didn't mean that the way it's <laughs> Another movie that Ari Gross is in with John Travolta? No. It's a, no uh, 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 right? No, this is it. No. I'm going to have to this, cut that. This is the one. I might cut it. I might not cut oh, it. Who it. knows what, how, what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm feeling sassy, I'll just leave it in. I guess, uh, yeah. Oh, so to your point, I want to say, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome, 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 welcome. We, we, we love... Um, we love our $2 listeners. Yes, we do. Um, and uh, our $2 late fee listeners. I was abbreviating to be cool. Um, but, uh, yeah. I was going to say $2 LFers. $2 LR Fers. Sounds like M Fers, but it's <laughs> but it's it's more positive. It's much more flattering than that's being an LR Fer. Aren't we more positive than that? You're a later fear. You're not an Emmer fucker. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, so the yeah the the style the style of what we do is that we take a movie and a soundtrack that we you know enjoyed when we were children children of the eighties and we see what do we think of it today and then two weeks later we interview a maybe a star of the movie a director of the movie a composer of the movie somebody involved with that movie hopefully hopefully <laughs> if we do it right if we play you know yeah if we're doing our jobs right we do yeah. it. And um, and then talk to them about that movie and uh, many other movies that they are involved in, and uh, you know, and it's very fun, and we keep it positive, and we are good good times, good times, LRFers here <laughs> on the show. So welcome and thank you for being here, and Zach, thank you for being here. Thank you on this uh, uh, wildfire day oh, here in uh, in the Dina. We got the smoke coming in. We got an evac warning, but that won't stop the podcast. <laughs> you can't stop the podcast from being recorded. Horrible, horrible 20,000 acre wildfire. Um, yeah, it's crazy times, man. It's crazy times in the world. It's uh, Every month has a new surprise. Every month of 2020. Every and day has a new surprise. Every day right? has a new, yeah. At least the surprises that we have in store are retro surprises. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, ours are like, we're interviewing Ari Gross. And 2020 is like, there's famine <laughs> and everyone is doomed. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think Ari Gross is better. Put on a mixtape and enjoy yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, we all can find, you know, it's, there, there's some people that are like, we, don't, we, we shouldn't be escaping anything right now. We need to stay focused. We need to stay yeah. like, just zeroed in on everything that is purely important. I totally get that. I acknowledge it, respect it. However, I think there is time during your day or should be during your week at least to have a little escapism to go, all right, let's for an hour, let's lose ourselves and in, in, in wax nostalgic on cheeseball movies or epic uh, or really good movies or for... Or great interviews, yeah. and that's what we're doing on the show. I don't think it's sustainable to be devoid of hope for 24 hours of your day. No, I don't think it's, it's like healthy. no, it's not healthy to wake up and be like, oh god, like this is horrible, and then you know you're gonna fight and you're gonna fight and you're gonna fight. And I've said this before. It's like 
we need that win, man. Like, where's that win? Like, where's that W? Where's that giant W of like, yes, okay, awesome. And obviously, you know, it's like so grateful for so many awesome things. Yes. But then you look at the country as a whole, and this is going to segue into today's movie, by the way, where it's like, you know, I love America, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things that are like, we could be doing things better. Yep. And I think that, you know, regardless of your views, you can't argue, like, we're just not doing things so awesomely right now. No. Uh, yeah. Whatever side of the aisle you sit on, it's like, it's just heavy and it's just dark, dudes. Well, let, dudes and dudettes. Off, off air prior to recording this, um, you know, we're, we actually are recording on September 11th, a very somber day obviously in in our history and you had made the comment um that you felt like that was the last time we really kind of came together mm. as a nation and and positivity was really you know um uplifting us all and and i agree with you and i feel like we need more of that the more smiles and the more generosity the more love um and Yep. to turn it around uh <laughs> to, to turn turn this beat around Oh, that's a terrible song, by the way. By the way, do you remember when Gloria Stefan covered that song for a Sylvester oh Stallone movie? Turn the speed Thank for that. Oh my god. The specialist. Maybe, oh my god. Anyway, sorry. Oh my god. That that that's if you don't know me, you know I deviate and have weird segues all the time. Turn the beat around. Um, oh, that's good. But yeah, like. You're right. Devoid being devoid of hope 24/7 is not healthy. It's not it's not going to do you any good. Uh and finding a little nugget of like, oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Like we found a little nugget in this movie <laughs> that we're about to This introduce. movie, do we do we say what the movie is yet? I if we I haven't, we are talking about the 19 Oh, you read it. You read that you read it. Oh yeah. yeah. I read the uh the intro. You you said you call in the experts, but we weren't like Today's movie is the experts. Yes, today's movie is the experts. But, uh, but it is surprise. <laughs> 1989 originally came out. Originally was made in like 1987. Um, I'll be honest with you, D- Dustin and I were mulling around the ideas of what Ari Gross movie to choose. We chose this one because I don't know. It's different. Not a lot of people know about it. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's unavailable uh, anywhere other than like Amazon Prime and Zach's uh, personal library. Yes, if if you. I mean, well, well, hang on a minute, because you just said it's unavailable anywhere except Amazon Prime, which is quite accessible. Oh, it's actually Amazon. You can rent. It's on Am, It's not on Amazon Prime. You got to rent it for like two ninety nine. Okay, but it's not like it's you. Not... you we, 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 to be fair, you can't say you can't find it anywhere. That's a good point. Except rent it on Amazon Prime immediately following this, is this exclusive, interview. Exclusive, but you can get it everywhere. Um, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. yeah. We're kind of setting it up improperly because you can watch this if you so choose true um, you're right no you're totally right I, I think in this day and age like i'm so used to movies coming out and having like a special edition yeah. with you know behind the scenes right. or, or a, a trailer or right. something this movie is like a bare bones straight up why it was buried is be- well actually we know why it's why it was buried and you'll find out in two weeks yep. when you listen to Ari Gross's interview. Yep, we're not gonna tell you. He uh, reveals yeah. the whole thing, yep. and it's actually a very for me it was a jaw dropping jaw dropping moment yep. because you were saying you combined eye opening and jaw dropping. You said jaw jaw dropening. Kind of like when uh, Ari Gross combined two words at the end when he was like uh, world domination. He said, "Oh, in this movie, world yes. domination, yes. yes." Which is a weird thing to have in a movie, like a guy just kind of 
flub something <laughs> for no reason. That may have been an outtake that they kept in, or I, I don't probably. I don't know. It seemed very strange. Well, they had wanted to do they wanted to do some reshoots on this. Yep. And turned out they couldn't because John Travolta had gained like close to thirty pounds. Yep. In between the two years that they shot this movie, <laughs> so which is a lot of weight. Um, it's a lot of weight. Obviously, not his look. Who's talking baby weight? But uh, this <laughs> this move. This movie was made during a time Travolta's career was kind of like tepid, mm-hmm. to put it mildly. Um, and 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 when they released this movie, he was coming off the heels of Look Who's Talking, which kind of resurrected his career. Uh, at the time, he got he he had like boosts throughout his career. Saturday mm-hmm. Night Fever, super popular, right? Yeah. And then by the time he did Staying Alive, people were like, eh, this is cheesy. This is, we don't want to see perfect, perfect flopped. Yep. All these kind of mid-80s movies. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden, um, you know, he got a resurgence with, with Luke Who's Talking. And then he did a slew of kind of straight-to-video movies. He did a movie called Shout, which I per- personally like with Heather Graham. Um, oh. That's a, yeah. that's a deep cut. Yeah. But, really. uh, and yeah. then The Experts came out. And then he hit a lull again, but then Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction. came out. Bada it was bing, the bada return boom. of Johnny T. Johnny T Pulp was Fiction, back, yeah. baby. But this before yeah. that, he was dancing in The Experts, showing it, off his it's dance so, It's so true. Uh, hey, for those that might not have seen this, or can you read the, the box yeah. and, and fill us in on what it's about? Because it's so entertaining. It says, uh, John Travolta and Ari Gross star as two hip but down-on-their-luck New Yorkers who think they're relocation to a small town in Nebraska to open a nightclub. Wow, there's already a typo in the, in the oh, description. Oh, my goodness. What they don't know is that they're... What they don't... There's a lot of typos. What they don't know is that they've been abducted by a KGB operative to the Soviet Union where they'll unwittingly serve as experts quote-unquote on all things cool in america the town created expressly for kgb spies and training includes seductive agent kelly preston who gets into a real undercover situation with john travolta wink wink nudge nudge know what i mean eventually the two yanks realize they've been duped and devise a spectacular escape oh wow that's a lot of words on a box it's been a long time (laughs) since i've read you know like a synopsis or something but that really gives you a lot of uh Plot points. A lot of plot revealed. points, and oh, uh, they, you know, the KGB operative that brings them over is Charles Martin Smith. Uh, if yep. you don't know who he is, he was in every '80s movie back in the day, um, from Starman to uh, Cry Wolf to, and then now he's like directing movies, and you know, I, I always has like yeah. a warm presence on screen. I always he's like him. Actually, this the whole cast in this movie is is pretty pretty good. Overall, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, some performances stand out, you know, uh, more than others. Um, you had said uh, earlier on, off air. Sorry to reference things that happen off air, guys, but um, Zach has, has said that Ari acts circles around everybody else in this movie, and I tend to agree. Um, so he, good. He's he's really good as Wendell. Um, what what can we say leading into this? I mean, this was a movie that I saw a lot when it was on HBO. Me too. Yeah. Um, I remember enjoying it. I you know specifically remember two scenes, which was one it was like on dancing where John Travolta and Kelly Preston are dancing. And a quick side trivia: this is where John Travolta and Kelly Preston met uh, for the first time uh, prior to starting their relationship. 
And rest in peace to Kelly Preston. Yes. She's beautiful. She's and, wonderful. Uh, and and um and she's very good. And she's very good in this movie. You know, she plays a Russian agent who's basically assigned to seduce, you know, Travolta. I mean, I think I don't I don't really know what the premise of this is. I know you just read it, I know we watched it, but I still don't really understand the point of a American town that's designed, you know, it, it seemingly is an American town in the middle of the Soviet Union, and it's just a town of spies that are being trained to be spies, but they, I don't really understand why, and it's like caught in the 50s, and, you know, like there are full families just being born and raised in this. Over 30 years, right? Over 30 years town, but like, do they ever get put out into assignment? Like, why are there like old. Why are there just like elderly Russians pretending to be Americans playing chess? Like this, I'm just very confused by the whole thing. If you're going to say it's a spy school, then eventually they'd have to be out in assignment. Yeah. And if they're out in assignment, they don't come back and retire at this town. Like no. these people have been in this town. So like the even old, old folks, even the old folks. So all the, and there are a lot of old folks yeah. in this town. So all the old folks that have been there since they were 50 or something, like what are they doing there? Exactly. Other, well, they're playing chess, and and like, what's and their point? Pretending to be Americans, but who are they pretending to be Americans for? Because presumably you're going to be trained to be an American to assimilate into American life. But if they're yeah. never planted into American life, and the school is a failure, then because it's been, you know, thirty years of like bad school. Like, I think I think that's the point. I think per, per, that's how I took it. It's a long time this. for a project to go on. Yeah, the, my, my my feeling is that it, the the project has failed and there's and and they're not ready. They they've never been ready to assimilate. They've been so backlogged in trying to 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 train them. Yeah. And so Charles Martin Smith's character is like, "Oh, I'm going to bring American current American culture to Russia so we can accelerate this program. Yeah. Like he's finally he's been he's the quote unquote expert for the the military, right? That's what how I am I kind I of took it. Yes. I mean that that makes sense. And then um, he brings these kind of these two dudes who are the way we're introduced to them is so New York done. New York club guys. Club guys, yeah. Cause Travolta gets introduced by like basically uh screwing a guy over uh trying to get into a club and then Ari Gross is not even seen at the club. I, I feel like right. the beginning of this movie was very uh, disjointed. It's like they just cut out giant chunks and were yeah. like, well, it's taking too long to get to the point. Let, let's just get to the point. Totally. But you don't understand what they're, where we're coming from. Because John Travolta, as you said, he works at this club. Yeah. And a guy's giving him money to get the best table in the house. And then he just, like, guy gives him money and then he puts down a picnic table. And he is like, dance. hey, best seat in the house. I hate John Travolta. From the second that I happens, know. I'm like, you want me to like feel for this guy as the protagonist? He's no. an asshole. He is an asshole. He, um, no, he really is. And I will say, too, about this movie, that he, the, Ari Gross is probably the only one in the movie that I find that his character, Wendell, is the only one that I feel like has uh, like charm. Charm? Relatability? Likeability? Yeah. Yeah. John, John Travolta <laughs> just walks around being an ass to everybody. And like he's not, he isn't really smart. He's kind of a goofball. As you said, he's very pasty. <laughs> I said that off air. <laughs> oh, off air. Sorry, again, so, off air. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking all the rules, <laughs> my own rules of like, because I it really you know peeves me when people are like, as we said off air, and it's like, well, that's it doesn't matter what happened off air, you True. know. But, yeah. <laughs> but 
Um, pasty and he's the, got a sweet mullet. The point is, yeah, we watched this together. You said he's looking really pasty. And I agree. Nothing against the guy. But he is, you know, and he and he makes some lines in the movie that kind of refer to the fact that people think he's a vampire or whatever. You know, like, Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I never, I know, thought about like, that. Oh, the vampire will drain your parents' blood, kids. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. The fake Russian kids that are pretending to be Americans and they don't know what's going on and they don't know how to catch footballs and... And but are these kids like are these kids gonna grow up and be spies eventually? But what are they being told now? Like, is a six year old like you're a spy, Timmy, or you know Vladimir? Your name is Timmy for this. Like, the whole thing is just really confusing. And and I, I think there are elements where I'm like, oh, is this like the Truman Show where everyone's yeah, pretending to be? You know, everyone's pretending to be American Town for John Travolta and Ari Gross. Um, I feel like I've gotten a little bit ahead of myself too because I feel like, yeah, the point is is that they they recruit these two dudes, the Russians recruit these two dudes to come in and like you jazz know, up their town, bring the town to the modern era Ooh. of 1987 Make when it they hip. filmed it. Yeah, because let's be honest, even though even when this movie came out, when I saw this movie in '89, yeah. Uh, I never thought it was cool to have my pants tucked into my cowboy boots. I never thought that was a cool thing. Did you ever, ever. consider having a mullet? I had a mullet. Oh, you had a mullet. Oh, oh. I had a full on. So because I had because of a, this movie. Um, no, I had a mullet prior to this, but I definitely appreciated his mullet when it when it came out. <laughs> I used to do this thing. I don't know if you. Uh, I used to have. I used to take mousse, and I would. Sorry, I take put hair gel in my hair. Put hair gel in my hair, and then I comb it back uh-huh and then what I, kind of comb was it um uh, plastic tooth comb like, like the like prongy oh oh okay you know, the old school okay yeah yeah pull okay. uh slick my hair back and then i would comb it over to the side yep so the front would be up but the side would be down okay and then i take mousse and i put it on the oh sides my of my hair this is and so the bottom of the process. mullet would just like kind of waft out i had a rat tail too back in the day okay with where, the mullet with be prior to the mullet okay it was a, the rat tail was trimmed into a mullet eventually uh, okay, because okay. kids would pull on my rat tail and oh, call that's me names. Great. And my mom's like, "But you love your rat tail." I'm like, "No, mom, you love my rat tail." Oh my god, yes. Because she used to cut my hair. She's and I remember the day I told her I wanted to go get a real haircut, like at a barber, you know, like Schroeder's or Supercuts. Yeah, or something. yeah. But I, I thought you loved the way I cut your hair with the rat tail. No, mom, you like that. You oh want to do god. that. She had to like let. She couldn't let go. You know? Right, and to a point, I'm sure you did like it at some point. You know, but I maybe did. maybe you. I thought it was were cool. like oh, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah. I mean, as someone who was always watching movies yeah. and, and you know, and always wanting to be the person on the screen, I would imagine that you would want to hit that point of like, I want to style my hair like that guy, like way early, like, right? You'd be like, yeah, oh, that, I gotta get that haircut, or yeah. I gotta get that jacket, or I gotta. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like I, I was way into that. I think when I always thought Travolta was cool, and I wore a different lens back then, yeah. thinking he was cool in this. Watching it now, I'm like, he's so unlikable. Um, and he's such a dweeb, he, or pinhead, which he doesn't like to be called throughout oh, the movie. So much pinhead. Uh, yeah. But but he's got he's and you you said it too. He's so goofy. Like his character is so over the top. And then Ari Gross's character is very grounded. Like Ari is he's such a grounded presence on screen. And and again, we don't we're not going to give too many uh, reveals about his character or the backstory of this movie because Ari yeah brought, talked in detail about this movie. And I think this this movie's flawed. It's definitely flawed. It has a lot of issues where you're like, oh, my God. And it feels like at times it does feel long. But it brought back a sense of joy to me that I haven't felt in a while. Like, I, 
watching it like yeah. reminded me i used to watch like you i used to watch it on hbo i went to suncoast video and bought the vhs tape for 15 bucks back in the day <laughs> and i used to watch the shit out of this movie i remember uh when you illegally were, were not supposed to dub tapes you know yep. with the two vcrs you couldn't do that with every movie like uh you couldn't do that with disney films touchstone films yeah. films that were under the disney banner right 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 but Paramount Picture Films, you could easily do that worth. The first movie I ever copied from a rental copy was The Warriors. because it's uh-huh. But then I would do The Experts. And, and then when Suncoast came out with the cheap versions of these, I was like, oh, I got to have the actual box. You know, I was so into the box. But that being said, like watching the movie brought back all these good memories, these good feels. Mm. There's moments in the movie like Travolta when he's shooting off the gun. He utters the line. He's like, uh, what does he say? He's like, give that gun to me. This is a man's job. Yeah. And then he spazzes out when he shoots. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, the, 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 the cheese ball music m- montages, and we'll get to one very important song in a little bit, but, the, but there's uh, a moment where they, they play back in the USSR on a jukebox, and you expect, because the intro is the exact same as the Beatles version, but then it's Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. And if you don't know who Jack Mack and the Heart Attack are, uh, go watch the movie Tough Turf because they're featured prominently in it's, that it's film. It's like such a bait and switch where you're like, here comes McCartney. And then you're like, oh. Cruising down the <laughs> And yeah. Jack Mack and the Heart Attack, I don't know if I've talked about this or not, but they were they were like, they're a L.A. Um, club band that would play all over. And they were just, they were known for taking like soul music, like R&B, Sam Cooke, um, artists of that nature yeah and 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 uh and doing big band versions of them but they were so cheeseball the lead singer no offense no offense but he was no it was offense, just, jack mack it was just like the guy like he didn't yeah. look cool yeah and he's on stage he's like try a little tenderness i'm like no i'm not gonna try a little tenderness like a with wedding you, band because yeah it's a Bad. wedding band yeah and totally. with just i don't know they just they look like they should be no offense. They yep. should be working at like Best Buy or something like yep. that, you know. And so, so yeah, this song comes on, and I'm like, oh, I can't stand this version, but there's something about it that brings back the feels of the '80s for me. And '89, uh, like I remember where I was in '89, and we'll talk about moments in '89. But this movie brought back some good vibes, and uh, like we were saying, the cast is pretty, pretty well rounded. Like yeah, Kelly Preston, Ari Gross, John Travolta. But Deborah Foreman's in it, and if you don't know who Deborah Foreman is, Valley Girl, Real Genius, April Fool's Day. Um, she utters the line in Real Genius, can you can you hammer a nail through a six-inch board with your penis? And then what does Val Kilmer say? I don't know. I haven't tried. Right? Girls got to have standards. It's <laughs> yeah, great. And she's awesome. Like she's, and, and she plays kind of like her character is very unlikable actually uh there's nothing likable about her character in no, this movie at all but that's kind of the whole point actually mm-hmm. but uh this film is kind of a who's who of like 80s character actors that you go oh i know that guy oh i know that guy mm-hmm. you know brian doyle murray uh james keach like i said charles martin smith uh you've got rick dukeman as the villain in it and he you know from the burbs and little monsters canadian Canadian, with his hints of canadian accent coming Mm -hmm. out there's an actor in a name uh jan rubes rubes uh german his german accent came out oh yes i recognized him from um uh playing a 
Amish person in Witness. John Book. Look here, yeah. John Book. We do not do this here or whatever. Yeah. It sounds terrible. Um, German and Amish, similar sounding. Right? And, and then Tony Edwards, who's like, plays the the token black guy in the movie. Like, you know? And they, they poke fun Norman. at that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the time I'm like, oh, let's just throw one black guy in here and make it seem okay. Norman Cole. Yeah. Nat, no relation to Nat King. No Cole. relation to Nat King Cole. I mean, he was he was actually my one of my favorite parts of the movie because he was really just you know he was so genuine and sweet and he was the comedic relief of like I'm the naive guy who's trying to be good and I research my American trivia yeah but I'm always you know a little bit off on my references so um, he was he was good he was good but I I, I really liked him I think um, so you know overall I, this isn't a movie like we don't need to break this down but no 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 people should. People should watch it. Um, but the the issue that I have with it, uh, which is very clear to me now, is that it's very insulting to the audience because it basically operates on the idea that if you aren't American, how could you possibly have a good life and be happy? Yeah. Like, it's basically like Americans are the fucking best and, if, and <laughs> we are so great and so cool and we know everything and we're so contemporary and we're so ahead of times and we know about commercialism and marketing and... You know, we just like, so if you want to be happy, you should be American. And it's like, that's the entire movie. Yeah, because there was that scene in the movie where uh, they give American goods to everyone in the town, like current American goods, yep. which were popular at Microwaves. The Microwaves, white Reeboks, photon laser guns, yep. not laser tag, because I guess they weren't, they weren't hip to that, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And they give them away. Right, they give yeah. them to the people in the town, and then when the K- the Russians come in to kind of take over the town and destroy everything, they start taking everything back, and everybody's going, "Hey, that's my stuff!" Yeah. And they're and it's I my stuff. I want my stuff back. I want the free stuff yeah. that I was given yeah. back to me because yeah. I didn't earn it. It was just given it was to me. Just given to me. And yeah. it, it's just, an interesting metaphor, dude. Yeah. The entitlement of Americans and the entitlement yeah. of of us as a country, and then just to portray. You know, Russians as if like they don't know what a frisbee is and they don't know how to have fun in any possible way. Like as if the idea of Russian fun in the 80s during the Cold War was just to sit around and and just make a sad face and be like, I'm not fun. Yeah, because what were they doing? I'm having fun. What were the kids doing? Because the one kid, uh, Charles Martin Smith's character, his son, can't catch a football. And I'm thinking, if when was football invented? Um, You can still catch, you still know like... How to catch something like even if you didn't understand American culture in the same way that, you know, us not understanding Russian culture, like you still understand ideas of games and fun and music. And, you know, even if the music is different, even if the dancing is different, even if these things, um, you know, it's just very much like John Travolta and Ari's characters are like, man, it's so hard to teach these guys how to do anything. They can't they can't throw a Frisbee. They can't. Um, they can't limbo. You're right. It's like they just don't even know how Which to. Which is a '50s. Thing, how to right? do? Yeah. How to do anything? And it's like this is really. I don't know. I, I found it. I found it really insulting, especially where we are now with like America. It, it's not all about America's number one. America's number one. And in this movie, it is. Yeah, America's supposed to be portrayed yeah. as well. At least these guys are super cool, super hip. Like they're the cream of the crop. Kind of. Yeah. In a way, they're, that's how they're portrayed. Even though they've had no background at all. And and Ari isn't even in the first scene when the guy's scouting him. No. They're like, you know. 
and and he it's implied that he says that he's a dishwasher or something like that and yeah this film has has a lot of loose edges or loose edges loose rough edges loose loose ends loose ends yes a lot of, yeah uh, a lot of plot holes rough edges um, oh yeah I get your meeting. I think at, at its heart, it's a it's a it's a well intentioned, sweet movie. But you're right. If you take it under the guise of like what's currently going on now, and you go, yeah, I, that's why I said to you, I'm like, this is actually kind of a perfect movie. It, to be it is about a perfect movie from his from Ari's um, catalog of films that he's been in, because it. I look at it and I go, I think that uh, you know, I look at it and think, man, th- these guys did not have. <laughs> They've got no expertise whatsoever, but but they're like like you said, Travolta is not that likable. Uh, nope. But but we're we're gonna just go with this and see what happens. And it is a very odd like I've never seen a movie like this prior, and I never have seen a movie after this. And that's not to say that it's bad. It's to say that okay, well this is actually kind of a cool concept that they could probably this would be an okay movie to remake. And do in an interesting way. And do an interesting way. I mean, it's a, it's a really great point. Because I, I would, yeah, I would love a, a cool angle on this movie. Like you could. now. I never watched that show on FX called The Americans. Um, yeah, I haven't watched that either, and, even and though I, it's like the, the best show, arguably, in the TV history. Apparently, yeah, with a deep undercover. But I could see, I would like to see another comedy of this, but just with a cooler, with a tighter script, smarter. Yeah, because this movie becomes at times just like the goofiest movie you've ever seen. And then other times you're like, okay, well, it's kind of a, you know, it's moving along in that 80s formulaic way of like, all right, fine. And now we, but then at, by the end, the last, the last like 10 minutes is absurd. It's absurd. And scored it, by Marvin Hamlish at oh, that point. Oh, thank you for remembering that. <laughs> Marvin Hamlish, a, a three-time Academy Award winner. Um, and the music's great. The music's great. No, no complaints there. Oh yeah, the music is this is definitely tops. Uh, even like as cheese ball as uh, Jack Mack and the Heart Attack is, um, it, you know, it, it's I'm like well, they're, they're trying, they're, they're trying, they're trying their best. Yeah, it is so goofy though. And 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 Travolta, one scene that always stands out to me that to this day is when they're apparently so hungry because they've been walking around town all morning, and 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 the and the burger place is closed for lunch. Yeah, like why aren't you open? It's lunchtime, you know. Yeah. But then they find a sugar packet, and Travolta rips the sugar packet open, and they share it, and they, and then Travolta's like, "Oh, so good, so good." And it's like classic Travolta, where he's like, "Yeah, oh, give me, God, give me that sugar, oh, so good." What, what, where? Like I, I love, dude, I love Travolta, man. Like back in the day, I grew up watching Welcome Back, Cotter. That was one of my favorite sitcoms of uh-huh. all time. And his whole like, who, yeah, what, hey. where. Where? A I used to have a. Uh, <laughs> I used to have a Welcome Back Cotter lunchbox oh my that my mom got at a thrift store. Oh my god! And kids, again, like this is not going to turn into another Zach rants about how oh no. his life sucked. But I got. We've already covered of. two things that you know from your childhood. They were well, right? Oh, yeah. A rat tail. Yeah, rat pulling. tail being pulled on. And all Maybe. of a sudden, a Welcome Back Cotter lunchbox that okay. kids made fun of me for. They're like. Why do you have a lunch? What's that? And I'm like, it's a sh- I like it. Oh man, that show sucks. Kids are terrible. They're yeah, just terrible. You know, I, and I, I have a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I know it's not a swear word, but being a dad or whatever, just being a kid, the word sucks. I don't like that word. No. Someone says that team sucks. Like, they, they do they? Really, just I mean, pun pun intended. It sucks the air and energy out of the room. It totally the does. You said, it's a terrible like, word. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh, what, what's your favorite movie? Uh, Die Hard. Oh, that movie sucks. Die Hard sucks. Yeah. That's a really fucked up thing to say. It really is. I, I always think of that that uh, that scene in um, in Billy Madison, of all movies, where you know he's back in kindergarten or yeah. whatever, and they're like, what's your favorite video game? And they're like saying it's like Mortal Kombat. And he's like, it's, I disagree, Donkey Kong. And they're like, Donkey Kong sucks. And he's like, you suck. And it puts the, an end to that, because you, know, you, you get triggered for a second. You're like, no, Donkey Kong. You know. I actually yeah. love Billy Madison. Yeah, it's great. It's very, you suck. Satisfying. Yeah. Um, Billy passed the third grade and we would all love to have been that like you know what you suck as the response because I think I never when someone shouted that at me I I back down every time every single time right and I always like I don't believe in regrets and all that shit but you go back I I look back and I go man I wish I hadn't backed down like I wish I those people would have been like yeah you know what no you suck I like 21 Jump Street I have a Johnny Depp poster on my wall and I don't have yeah. a Heather Thomas poster on my yeah. wall. So what? So what? You suck. So what? Yeah. So the John Travolta, you know, uh, Vinny Barbarino, classic, classic Travolta. Well, it's, it's. I mean, it's, I, I can't imagine many kids would even know what the show was, right? They didn't. Or, yeah. So because yeah. they didn't know, and this is the right. problem with a what, lot of people. What you don't understand, you, you, it sucks. You hate you're, it. You're afraid of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask you questions about something that I don't know about. Because I don't want to seem inferior to yeah. you. And that's maybe an issue, one of the big issues that we have in this world today is yeah. people not wanting to understand someone else's perspective by simply going, I don't know what that is. Can you explain it to me? Right? Yeah. And so for a little kid, and I try to do this as I did this as a teacher and as a parent, like if you and if you got a kid, tell him it's okay to ask questions. In fact, it's more intelligent mm-hmm. yeah. to ask a question and so you can become more well informed yeah well and, and people are afraid of looking <laughs> so foolish you know yeah no I, but i mean it's it's true i remember being a kid it's like no one you don't even want to ask questions and that's that's a different format but i'm just even talking about like even in the classroom it's like does anyone not understand what we're talking about you don't want to be that person yeah you just assume well everybody in the room understands what we're talking about you know so. i learned a really valuable lesson once from a teacher when i was a teacher and she she, I watched her teaching a class, and the kids were. She's like, "Where does this pencil come from?" And the kids are like, "Pencils, uh, staples." And she's like, "But how did it get there?" And she kept going, yeah, and going, yeah, and going to, to down to the yeah. down to the 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 pencil lead down Where to the, the tree lead? that was murdered <laughs> for, this pencil. for this number two. <laughs> Who does number two work for? Yeah, and and so there's a beautiful thing about that. That being said, um, taking it back to the experts, you know. When they finally question where they are, because they get they get money, and the minute Travolta gets money, he's like, "Yeah, I don't care. I just want to do my thing." <laughs> what? Where? Who? When? How? Why? He asked a lot of questions on Welcome Back, Goddard. Why can't he be Vinny Barbarino? Listen, good question. Yeah, question. <laughs> but to I don't know. We don't have to go too into detail about the experts, other than the fact that it's fun, man. Like it's it's a it's a fun weird. It's got its flaws, but it's a fun, odd flick it's, that you should check out. It is fun. I, I do. I, 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 it's, it's much more boring than I remember, yeah. than I recall. Um, and I find that with a lot of movies, and I get confused. Because as a kid, I feel like I would have less attention span, but I think it's the opposite. I think I have less attention span now as an adult than I did as a kid. I would think I was more like invested in movies. I mean, like, Gotcha comes to mind, because I thought Gotcha was the fucking bee's knees. And then, you know, we watched that, and I was like, oh. Yeah, there's some low this points. Is, whoa, uh, slowity, slowity. But you remember those high points, 
And um, yeah, and for me, The Experts is about dancing and John Travolta grabbing that gun and being goofy and like, you know. His face is so great in that, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it takes the cake for me. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. But you're right. You're so. like, I, you have a much more analytical brain now. And you're like, well, why didn't, wait, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. I just check out. I don't know. I'm just like, eh. Did you check out during um, Hometown USA? No. Should we talk about that? Let's talk about that. Okay. So, That's the song, right? So we we also talk about a song. Yeah, as you sometimes. know, as you don't, as you like Dustin eloquently put earlier in the show, we break down the movie and this. We don't break it down. We talk about it and we talk about a song in the movie. And for some reason, when I watched this movie recently, I'm like, this should be the song for for me. This this song is not the only one that that buttons the. It actually but. It, it ends the movie. Yeah, but it, it it begins the movie too, right? It, it no, they've got that. Uh, take the heat, take the heat. <laughs> My mistake. That's the opening song. <laughs> it's interesting, actually. It's a really interesting thing. I just realized this. The movie opens with sick. To use what the kids say now is sick. Uh, neon blue, neon pink yeah, writing, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit, that's our logo, yep. dude. Uh, yep. The credits that take way too long because probably they love the way they look because they're like neon lights. But the song that plays, and they play the entire song because it's like a five-minute intro. It's called Take the Heat. And and I'm like thinking, that's not going to be our song. That No, that's because it's not that cool. Then at the end of the movie, they go back to New York for a minute, for a red-hot minute, and they play that song again, Take the Heat, when they're in a club. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They played the song twice. But the other song they played <laughs> twice is during the, in a mo- montage in the beginning in a, in a closing credit um, semi-montage, I guess, if you will, at the end. And it's called Hometown Union. Yeah, it's not it, was, really it wasn't a, quite a montage. I feel like you were expecting a montage. You said, like, montage. And then it was yeah, like a, not really. Mid-song. Because it was like a guy was on a bike and then they said an explosion. And then, you know, like, yeah. It, it wasn't a montage. It was, it was just a very... Uh, abbreviated uh a condensed passage of time yes but yes. not like not like weeks it no. was just like you know Hours. this was like within like an hour or something also just want to say this because you made me think of this how long were these guys in this town we really don't know but right well you you said at one point because they they yeah like we said they're they're brought to russia to Cool up the town, make a club. Cool up the town. That's what the kids say. Hey, guys, cool it up. Hey, we're going to cool up your face. Um, We're going to pop all those pimples. Uh, (laughs) And and, uh, they cool up the town by making a club that looks like an island's restaurant that they turn into this. It's clearly two different places, but whatever. It's neither here nor there. And you're like, wait, building to the extent that they did, would have taken weeks. There was excavation and ceilings were raised and new foundation looked yeah. like it was being put in. I don't know. You it's know. done in a it, matter of It would of be months. Days. Months. And it's kind of implied that it's done in a couple days. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and it's a really ridiculous scene where they're interviewing people. Once the club's built, they're interviewing people to work there and you're introduced to you know, Rick Dukeman's savage reverend character which i'm like oh that's actually kind of appropriate um but (laughs) but uh but the montage leading up to that at one point is this cool like this song called hometown usa and hometown usa was written by a guy named harold Payne, and it's for me it's the song that stood out to me and so clearly clearly i mean this is yeah and and it stood out to me and i'm like that's the song we got to use for this movie right 
So I, as I often do, uh, as you do as well, we look on YouTube, we look on different sources to find a, a quality version of the song so we can play a clip of it. And there is no good quality clip of this song. So I go on YouTube, there, there's like a, the clip from the movie, but it's someone who videotaped it from their living room when they're watching the movie. It's the audio quality is oh. terrible. There's another one that it's, it's even worse. And I'm like, oh man, how am I going to find this song? Right? I just want to interject for a second. Yeah. I've certainly like videotaped things from the you know the movie or whatever you know whatever but it's a weird motivation to me to be like i'm gonna tape this and then put it on youtube yeah it doesn't make sense to me like i don't this get it. terrible quality thing that i tape for myself maybe as a reference or whatever to look it up later or something like oh that's good enough i'll post yeah anyway so I'm, I'm gonna be famous it's just, it's just, i don't i just don't understand I don't get it either. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and, and and if and folks, if you if you're gonna do that, just can you just do us a favor and try to do the highest quality possible instead of <laughs> so we can rip it? No, I'm kidding. Listen, uh, don't do this. But if you do, I have notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please just contact us at two dollar uh, uh, Get a tripod <laughs> and yeah, don't be moving around. No handhelds. You know, block off the screen. Shout out to the people that um, do yeah. do decent quality rips of clips. Yep. Uh, I'm always ripped of clips. I'm always impressed. Or I'm like, how the hell did they do that? That's amazing. Yep. But that being said, I go on the YouTube, on the YouTube, and I look up the uh, hometown USA from the experts. And th- th- yeah, the, the quality shit. But then I go into the comments section, and there's different people saying, "Oh, I love this song. Oh, this song brings back such great memories. Oh, it's such a, like a perfect kind of love for my my hometown." Uh, and and so someone said, "Oh, I got this from." The guy who sings it, Dave Morgan. Yeah. So I go on uh, the uh, internet and I look up Dave Morgan, and he has websites. And I look on the website and I email him directly. Within 20 minutes, I don't know why I'm saying this in his accent. Within 20 minutes, he gets back to me and says, "Um, uh, I'm so sorry, but I don't have the song. Good luck finding it or whatever." And it, wow. but it was like, I thought, wow, that's cool that he actually took the time to write me back. Because in this eight day and age of ghosting people, yeah. and by the way, if you ghost people, shame on you because it's just so disrespectful. Uh, yeah. Just don't, don't. As a rule, don't ghost just people. Just please don't. Yeah. Uh, don't be a ghost buster. Yep. So, uh, so well done. I that's, think that's you. good. You like that? Yeah. I really, yeah, that should be a thing. Don't ghost, be a ghost buster. Yeah. The caffeine's kicking in. That's great. Uh, so I, I, I go, okay, well, scroll down a little bit more in these YouTube comments and someone says, oh, Harold Payne gave me this high-quality version of the song. Wow. And that was from a few years and ago. you got a dead end from the first guy. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not giving up. Do wow. not give up. It's a, it's the metaphor for life. And um, and so I go, Harold Payne has a website. Yeah. And I just to double-check, I'm like, I want to make sure that this is the right guy. I look at his list of credits and he has done quite a few movie, uh, quite a few songs for movies yeah. and television. And it's listed experts, not the experts, but experts. And yeah. I thought, maybe this is the guy who did the song. So, and, and this is important timeline-wise, folks. That's why I'm going to mention. So at 11.40, I emailed him. And I just wrote a quick email asking him 11 for 11.40 a.m. or p.m.? 11.40 a.m. on a Saturday. 11.40 a.m. on a Saturday, you email. Okay. And an hour and five minutes later, at 12.45, that same day, I get an email back from Harold Payne. And he says, hello, Zach. Glad to know that you're going to be talking about The Expert. I thought it was a fun movie, even though it didn't get a lot, a lot of attention. But of course, that's where John Travolta met Kelly Preston, as I'm sure you know. I'm enclosing an MP3 of Hometown USA, co-written by myself and Pete and Pat Luboff. 
The movie version was sung by Dave Morgan. Ironically, a few weeks ago, I played the song on my Facebook live show and told the story of the song and about an ex-Marine whose platoon used it for their marching song. If you prefer, file blah, 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 blah. My best, please let me know when this airs. And obviously, you know, Mr. Payne, like, thank you so much for giving us this song. He enclosed the email that was sent to him by this Marine. He thought this might be too much information, but I thought you might want to appreciate. Well, it. and so okay, so so th- yeah. First of all, this is already amazing. This is an incredible um, story. So the a marine who uses this song within his marching, and he gives the name of the marine. He does. The okay. marine's name is Joseph Thomas. Okay, nice. Uh, and he wrote this note to. I'm going to edit this down a little bit because it's yes, it's, there's a lot in it. But um, he talks about how his 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 group of Marines, his corps, his team, I guess, were in Fallujah. Uh, and one of the Marines in the group was uh, died in a battle there in Iraq a few years ago. Uh, he goes, I rest knowing that he's teaching the rest of our Marine brothers in the sky uh, this song, which is really cool. And he talks about he was one of the Marines that was with me during Desert Storm. That's when they sang the song Hometown USA nonstop. It became the song for either running or marching, to which point even General Christmas, our commanding officer, took notice and told us all that he loved this song, the rhythm, the words, the meaning, and was proud that we chose this one to make it a full-time part of us. If you look at it our way, you see that most of us were from small towns, including me. I just can't say enough what your song did for me and what a positive impact it has on my life. I contacted John Travolta and Ari Gross. Ari wrote me the most amazing handwritten note. That doesn't surprise me that Ari wrote that note to him because Ari's an awesome dude. Uh, And I'm sure John Travolta probably would have. Maybe he never got the letter. Pretty awesome stuff. It's uh, it's amazing. And the fact that that... I I just love that the song, you know, transcends this movie. Whether or not... I don't... I, I mean, I don't know if we're implying that a bunch of the armed forces was just watching the experts. Probably not, but somehow the song got went beyond the movie and became like a second life yeah. for this, you know, and, and and such a meaningful second life. Um, and I love when a song does that, where it just becomes something else and and so personal and like the unofficial anthem of the Marines as they're going through their lives. Mm-mm-mm. Just another little speck on the map But folks who come from here know where it's at Stop on the Yeah, I think it's pretty badass that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a military guy, neither of you. But, uh, you know, my dad was, and so I only hear his stories. Our good buddy, uh, Jamin O.C., 
who I'm saying his name oh, correctly. Oh, you're saying now. his name correctly? I am. Thank you for the pronunciation. Is it, it Jamin O.C. or is it Jamin O.C. or is it Jamin O.C.? I'm going to say it's Jamin O.C. And he uh, he's a military guy. Shout out to him. Oh, obviously. what a great way to, to fold him in too. Jamin, I'm sorry that, that I mispronounced your name the first time. Um, and thank you for your service. Shout out, shout out. As well, get a double shout out. Yeah, so yeah. Harold Payne, thank you for sharing that story with us. Thank you for giving, the, giving yeah, us this song. Yeah, song, man. Um, you know, we're obviously playing clips of it throughout this episode and you'll you'll get a sense of how good it is. It, it, it definitely deserves a new lease on life. As this movie, I think, definitely deserves a revisit. And, dude, Ari Gross. Like, if it wasn't for Ari being on our show, we wouldn't be talking about the experts. That's a good point. And so thank you to Ari Gross for coming on the show in a couple weeks. Um, all wrapped up together. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, as we always do on the show... As we're as we're wrapping it up, we always talk about a few notable moments in ninth, in the year the movie came out. This movie was made in eighty seven, but it didn't come out till eighty nine. So should we talk about some stuff that happened in eighty nine? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we've done that yet. Uh no. Yeah. So one of the popular shows in nineteen eighty nine was Up All Night on USA. Did you used to watch that show? With Rhonda mm, Shear? No. It was it was kinda like Joe Bob Briggs driving uh, Elvira kind of stuff. They'd show cheese ball movies. USA used to be kind of an edgy channel. USA is so... Con- yeah, because until you mentioned it, I was like, I don't recall like USA's history into like when I just started watching it. I thought you know? it was way earlier than that, but... 89 was... That's when it was... That's when, that's when was USA up. was... US, USA was launched in 89... But up all or up all night specifically. Up, up all night. Up was. all night was yeah. yeah. And I don't. I mean, what else? Uh, they had that like cool train intro where there was like a train. It was a it was a train with the USA logo, and they would get ready for like wrestling. They'd have wrestling on the weekends. Oh. And I think they used to have the show comic strip on USA. Has USA always had the wrestling? Yeah, actually, they well at one point they lost it, and then they got it back. They went to TNN. Right. Okay. The Nashville Network, and then it got that got changed to Pop. <laughs> okay um wow. but yeah and then obviously i love how i open with that it's probably one of the least notable things from 1989 but you know the berlin wall came down too in oh yeah well much <laughs> so... much much more notable You're like remember that obscure show <laughs> up all night no yeah the usa uh... <laughs> to be honest with you like i know it's a bigger deal the berlin wall coming down but I would, not, I mean, not for our show though. I pre- yeah, I'd prefer to talk about yeah, up all night. Yeah, no. Um, and then the one of the the top song of 1989 was "Another Day in Paradise." Oh, it's such a great Phil song. Collins. Yeah, such a great song. I was singing "I Wish It Would Rain" yesterday. I don't know what year that's from. Wish it would rain now. Oh man, not on me. Stop the fires. That's a great Stop song too. Stop the fires. That's yeah. obscure. That's a deep cut. It is it? Been. I think it is. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't hear it on the radio. You know what's the funniest thing is? I don't want to say. I don't want to say uh, her, her name because I don't want to activate her. But when you say Alexa, you say play Phil Collins. She will play like ninety-five songs you've never heard of in your life yeah. from yeah. him. They're just like the weirdest thing. Suddenly, there's just like a like a saxophone yeah. and uh, a harpsichord is playing, and like it's like it's like Phil Collins. But I'm like, what in the? This is so. Yeah, and then it, and then I have to be like skip, skip, 
Scan- like, what am I playing? Like, where is this from? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'm finding that experience. with a lot of those new things, like Echo Dot and whatever, yeah. or whatever on Google Play. It's like they're just uh, they're, they're going. Whoever yeah. program, we need to be programming these things. How dare they? Well, it's that. just like if you, if everything you do in your day, right? Uh, social media is guided by an algorithm. Yeah, right. Everything's guided by an algorithm. Why in the world, if I say play an artist and you play like you don't start off with the hits or even something remotely in there yeah it's the algorithm's not it's broken something's not working right yeah i said uh to to my device the other day play (laughs) i said to my device the other day hey device talk to me i'm really lonely now i said uh play a steve winwood mix right oh oh yeah please continue but i have something to say about this it started out with the finer things which uh-huh. I'm I dig. I mean, I love all Steve Winwood, and then um, then it played back in the high life, uh-huh. and and then it uh, played higher love, uh-huh. and then it stopped after that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm like, hey, play me more, and guess what? That was you it. Played the same three songs. Oh again. my god, dude. That is the weirdest experience ever. Here's my here's my thing about <laughs> Steve or Stevie Winwood. Okay, Steve Winwood. I the only music I knew was like his his eighty stuff. Oh, you didn't know Traffic. I did not know the glory that is earlier earlier Steve Winwood. I guess before he became Stevie Spencer Davis. Um, Arc of a Diver. Oh, Ark of a Diver is great. That's like one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life. And our friend, Aaron and I, our friend sent us this. And I was like, oh, not Steve Winwood. And then I'm listening to this and I'm like, what is this album? Yeah. Like, what is going on here? Because Higher Love, yeah. I do not like. I, don't, I hate. I actually hate it. I actually, I hate it. Um, really? It's got Shaka Khan. Oh, I hate up. it. I hate it so much. Wow, do not tell Diallo that. Um, Too late. Diallo, I hate it. And... Um, <laughs> Also, wow, this is going to create a ripple in our friendship. Um, there's a movie. I'm sure you've seen it because it stars Dad Coleman. Coleman. Short time. <laughs> it's called Short Time. Yeah. And there, have we talked about this? No, we haven't. We but, haven't talked about this? But we I, genuinely haven't talked nope. about this? Okay. So there's a scene in Short Time where Dabney Coleman driving around in his, car with, around his, in his car with his son. His son's name is Dougie. Yep. The little annoying name for a child. And I like Short Time. So I've do I. I've seen it many times. So so I. Dougie. Dougie is teaching, much in the same way that the experts teach these Russians how to be cool, Dougie is teaching his dad how to be cool. And the song comes on the radio, roll Roll with it, baby. And Dougie starts doing this. He's like, yeah, this is cool. The the anger that I have felt my entire life, from the moment I saw that for the first time till now, it's... I hate it so wow. much. It makes me want to destroy the TV. I don't know what it is. <laughs> There's something about that scene. It pulls oh, me out of the movie. No. I hate everything no. about it. Wow. Everything about it. I love oh, that scene. It, baby. Oh, wait. No! No! Uh, yeah. Like this? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
So that's me. And that's insight into my Holy life. Just an anger that explodes out of my center, out of my <laughs> core. Where it's like, it's... And I don't know what it what resonated initially to me if it was like that he's... Like, it's 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 a very acty, acty scene. It stands out to me as being like, like stupid. Yeah. Like they, somebody threw it in for no reason. It's like we need a bonding moment with, yeah. with Dougie. They threw that in there. They had the rights to the Stevie Winwood or something. Yeah. And then they just played that song. And I was like, no, 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 no. Kids don't act this way. This isn't cool. Um, I wanted to be that kid, oh, though. Uh, I'm sure you did. I'm sure I, you did. I was you all wanted, about Because Dabney Coleman has always been your dad. Yes. As we learned with Cloak and Cloak Dagger. And, Dagger. <laughs> and, and maybe other Dabney Coleman. I mean, that's that, maybe we should do a, a separate thing of Dabney Coleman movies, like a deep dive. And... How they relate to your feelings, your your paternal feelings towards Dabney Coleman. Definitely not nine to five character Dabney Coleman. Definitely. Not nine to five. No. N- not. Um, I think it's just Cloak and Dagger. Modern Problems. No. No, it's just short time and short time. Uh, but really, Cloak and Dagger. It's really Cloak and Dagger. Do you think there's anything else? I don't think no. so. Okay. Well, uh, Gerald McCraney a little bit in because uh, because yeah. they look like my dad. Yeah. They, my dad. My dad is it looked like those guys. Mustache. Right. You know, and uh, the, the the hair, the short hair, and all that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that scene in short time, I, the, the nostalgia for me was like, oh yeah, I want to have that bonding moment with my dad. Ooh. I, wow. And then wow, you're so wow. visceral. He's shaking, wow. folks. He's shaking. Wow. Oh. He's got the shakes. <laughs> I mean, it stood out to me for so, I don't know what year that movie was, like thirty years. Like, Arc of a Diver yeah. has one of the best songs yeah. uh, for me on it of Steve Winwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you see a chance, you take it. Run, run, match, right, right, make it, right. run, run, that 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 um that synth that uh, organ keyboard yeah like that's, that intro is so beautiful I mean that's yeah it's good it's good Steve Winwood and I felt like my eyes were open and I had been you know asleep for they didn't play years, so. yeah they didn't play when you see a chance on the uh, three song uh, playlist of uh, Google Play how dare you how dare you put a three song that is not a playlist. That's not that that is a that's a that's a well three for Wednesday right and it's and it speaks to like because whether you three use for like, madness whether you're using Spotify or you're using Amazon Music or you're using Apple Music or you're using like this was from YouTube like they they so basically the Google you, Play what uh, it syncs up with all of your paid subscription it's oh, Spotify it's pretty see, cool see this is technology that I'm not aware of I got okay. it for free from from YouTube okay you, YouTube so, sent so it to okay. Me. So you say you say hey Google and then it and then it's playing th- something from YouTube. It, yeah, it'll say uh, we found this playlist on YouTube Music, and they play like three on songs. YouTube Music, and that's like a new thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or they'll do like Pandora Station or whatever, whatever you got. Want, it. Whatever. You got want. it. Yeah, but yeah, no, I so that so they didn't play Roll with it. Oh yeah, they yeah. Play, yeah the Roll with it. Yeah. No, they didn't play Roll with it. So Diallo loves Higher Love. Yeah, he loves Higher Love. I so do I. Chaka Khan. And then, uh, and then, back in the high life, you know who sings backing backing vocals on back in the high life, don't you? Mm, Rick Springfield, James Taylor. No, back in the high life, it's yeah. a, that's him. No, nope. Rick Springfield yeah, would never sing backing. I mean, backing. look, yeah. But how dare you? How dare you with your short time reference? I, <sighs> I get it. I feel you. I'm gonna I'm gonna find that reference. I'm gonna play that reference. So how do you? But you gotta see it. You, you know what I mean? Oh, it's I know be, it. It's gotta be visceral. I no, but I mean it. like I know you know it, but I'm seeing like you gotta see it being the audience. Oh, maybe, to to get a, a a judgment on. Can you put a one minute clip on our Instagram page? Mm, yes, yes, I'll do that. That's your. Okay. I'll, I'll find that. Can you intersplice that with "Hit the Road, Jack" from uh, from oh, uh, 
from oh God. from Dream Team. Don't like that song either. Can, yeah. Can you mix it in with? Um... Yeah. I'm just gonna name horrible. <laughs> yeah. Horrible no, songs. I'm not gonna go yeah. down that rabbit hole. Uh, so with Train, we're gonna say Train. Uh, no. Tell me. Yeah. Um, uh, that's folks. No, but listen. Here's gonna... the thing. Everybody knows. Most people know that I don't like Train, but. And I've and I've talked. We've discussed this, but anyway. But the but the thing about Train is, I would I would list, I would gladly listen to Train over Roll with it. Wow. I would. I so would, would I. You could, yeah. Because I love Train. You could play early Train. You know, I take three Train songs to Roll with it. So you would take Let It Roll by Train. Let it roll into me. I don't know what that is. Let but, it roll yeah. into you. That's from Drops of Jupiter, the album. Okay. Man, well, I play that. I'm album. never gonna listen to it, so it's fine. That's okay. <laughs> And respect. Everybody do, needs a little respect. Do, do, do. Yeah. If you've never seen them I live, I, I'm sorry I brought it up now because now it. it's like I don't even I don't understand the references. So train train is train live is amazing. Yeah. And then Pat Monahan got rid of everybody in the band, and now it's just him and like studios musicians. It's not the same anymore. They used to they do. I wonder why? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway. 1989. Just yeah. two more two more quick things. Uh, I was just gonna say because because we're gonna cover a lot of movies from the 80s, obviously from 89. Yeah. So I don't want to save them. Save, yeah, I want to save them. Yeah, I want to tease. Um, a 12 pack of Pepsi. This is actually pretty expensive to me. It was 2.99. Really? Well, no, because oh wow, well, well, I don't know. Three dollars for 12 cans. I don't know. Uh, and then the Sony yeah. Walkman was 79 bucks. You know, we uh, for some reason this is the, the the funny thing about this, and I've noticed this. We we always go to the trivia. This page is always mentioning Sony Walkmans for some reason. Like they're obsessed with Sony Walkmans. I don't know what what you're using as reference today, but oh. we're always bringing up Sony Walkmans. And I found out, I feel like a lot of our facts are not are, are not accurate because the like the first Sony, just in terms of like their asides about Sony yeah, Walkmans, yeah. yeah, it may have been that price at that time, and that may have been expensive. Probably was, but it's. I just feel like they never really know. There's only, the Sony Walkman was invented, but if you actually look into the history of the Sony Walkman, it's like, no, it's been around since the '70s. No, it has. I think at like the a time, long time. So we're always the like, service it, merchandise, it, it was seventy nine bucks. You know, so right. So it'll be like the Sony Walkman was invented in 1984, and we're like, wow, that's crazy. But then we'll look and be like, no, it's like some weird version of <laughs> yeah, it. I'm not it, even gonna give God credit to this website. You know, it's just well, off. no, it's so I just because uh, sometimes. I find something interesting that we talk about, and yeah. then I do a deeper dive into it, and then I'm like, oh, okay, so that was around in 79, just a different version of it, you know, whatever. And so, Dustin Dustin does, stuff. like, guys, if you don't know, Dustin goes deep into his dives. I went into... Rabbit hole. I deep. went into a rabbit hole on the About Us section of a smoothie place yesterday <laughs> that I will have to share with you because it's, it's unbelievable. It was like, the, uh, what a gift. It was like... I, I I I don't even I won't even say it. I mean now I feel like I need to say it, but it's it's so extensive and so long, and it'll take another thirty five minutes for me to talk about <laughs> talk about this. But it was a smoothie place, and I read the about the about us, and it took me on such a journey of self discovery, and I learned that there is such a thing as revealing too much information in an about us on a website. Like you, like no normal person would ever do this, but it was like I learned about this this woman's like journey through life how she thought her sister was going to try to take over her business it's 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 all there in the about us section oh my gosh yeah did you go to the did you go there polar bear kitchen <laughs> whoa jesus <laughs> did you go there did you go to the smoothie bar? no oh my god no was it the in, was it the bio were they about us that that made you not go or was it 
It was just that the farmer's market near me was was having some, they, they, we, they said new items and they said these smoothies. I'm like, oh, these smoothies look intriguing. And the smoothies were like, we revolutionized these new smoothies. You know, smoothies are revolutionized via us. And I'd never heard of the restaurant. I'm like, Polar Bear Kitchen, where's that? Where's that? So, of course, I got to look up where that is. Well, it only it only appears in two two farmer's markets in the world. And then I was like, off to the races wow. on this website. Because you go there and you're like, oh, you can't help but, I don't know. Nobody but me would do this. That's Nobody but me would do this. But, yeah. Yeah, but that's why I love you. Cause, yeah. cause you that's sh- why yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Polar Bear Kitchen yeah. sounds like the follow-up album to Return to Pooh Corner. Yes. By Kenny Loggins. Well, Polar Bear Kitchen, it, 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 <laughs> if you go to their website, you can learn about how they um, they were like not originally like it, just so many iterations of the business. You know, like it, it was not. It was not. It didn't start with smoothies. It was like, and they told you everything that they had gone through. Oh you know, like, I did this. I started off here. I did this. Anyway, uh, sorry for that aside. No, no, it's a great aside. Sir. I love it. I because I, you know yeah. what I'm going to follow that up with. <clears throat> uh, Rebecca Schaefer was killed in 1989. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> not laughing at that it's horrible <laughs> I want to follow up I'm so something. glad I wanted something dark I'm going to follow it up with my own story of reading it about us nope <laughs> Rebecca Schaefer no relation to you no but but there's a connection no. to me yeah my ex-wife when she was an actor she had the choice to go to Stanford right oh yeah and she was auditioning for stuff at the time got accepted at Stanford and Got, um, they want, uh, th- there was a pilot for a show called My Sister Sam yep. that wanted her in the lead as Sam. Wow. She turned it down. Wow. To go to college. Wow. Get a degree and become a teacher. This is like a stalking case, right? This yeah. was like a, like, and Rebecca yeah. Schaefer was on, got cast on yeah. the show. Yeah. And some dude was obsessed with her, some lunatic, and he stalked her. Very creepy. Uh, got her DM, got her address from the DMV. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, and he showed up at her house one day and killed her. That's horrible. It's a horrible story. I I I just it, but it was yeah. But it, that story started the stalking <laughs> the stalking craze. Um, really, like that was the first you the know, stalking Mark, craze. Obviously, Mark David Chapman. The it guy. kicked off the stalking phase. Hey, who's the craze of the eighties of stalking your favorite was, celebrity women and right. murdering them? <laughs> I remember when that happened because oh, she was man. on fire. Like she was, she yeah. was a hot. She uh, was, uh, you know, very popular. She was, and uh, it's very tragic. Oh man, yeah, yeah. So, so Polar Bear Kitchen and uh, my sister Sam. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> I was gonna share something about. Uh, a DuckTales episode in 1989 where <laughs> Donald Duck is in the doctor's office and he sees an eye chart in the background. The, apparently the episode's called Yuppie Ducks. And in the eye chart it says, ask about Illuminati. I'm just going to finish with that one. I'm just going to share something about a DuckTales episode. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this is the history. This is how I roll. Oh, Lay, that's, that's so good. Lull that's you into so this good. deep depression and then bring you out of it. Murder. Hey. I'm just going to share a fact about the DuckTales episode. So in 1989, <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, wow. Yeah, so oh, and the Reebok pump shoes came out in 1989. All right. Yeah, love those. Pump it up. Love those. My dad had those because he had an ankle injury, and he was like, but it would, it was validated. because You know what? Those shoes yeah, were badass. Compress those ankles. They, they were great. Yeah. They were really great. Yeah. Uh, I wish they still made pump shoes. I would totally yeah. rock those. But I think yeah. they may still make them because... Uh, yeah, my friend Darren has a pair. They're bringing everything back, yeah. right? So, yeah. 
But that's 1989 yep. tidbits. Uh, little bit. The experts. <laughs> um, hey, guys. Look, like we said, this is the precursor to our Ari Gross interview, which will be airing in two weeks. Uh, and if and I know we have this in our outro, but um, you know, in, 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 not everybody listens to the outro. No, let's be no. honest. You know, you, you you check out. Yeah. So if you're listening to us and you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes or Spotify, could you please do that? It actually helps us helps us out a lot. If you could give us a five star and write a review, that's great too. Uh, yeah. Believe it or not, I'm still doing mix CDs. Whoa. Uh, shout out to our boy Phantom Cardboard, who is so radical. Uh, he makes some super cool baseball card inspired movie cards. Um, and check him out, but he's always given us mad props on his page. And I just want to shout you mentioned him out. so many eighties references in that, like that 35 second span. Yeah. You're like our so very cool radical boy giving us is mad prop mad props might be that's nineties that's nineties that's nineties yeah I like mad props yeah I like that but, but uh, thank you Phantom Cargo for the mad props yes always Mister Phantom and 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 he I mean he wrote a really nice review for us on iTunes and actually that that gets us uh, more kind of pop hits or attention more from, hoppity hips yeah I, so I the bigger we are the more we can provide you with uh, awesome content. And like this episode and great interviews like Ari Gross that's coming up in two weeks. So yeah, yep. please. And I'll make you a mix CD. Um, if you don't know about that detail, hit us up, DM us on uh, IG, and um, you know. Well done. Yeah. That's 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 about it about the experts and hometown USA. Take us out. Just gonna. Oh hey, here's a question. The version that we have, who who is who's singing on that one? That is the original version, which is sung by... By Harold? No, it's by... Um, Dave. Dave Morgan. Okay, Dave yeah. Mor- we got Dave Morgan on vocals. Yeah, Dave Morgan on okay. vocals, which is... He's got great... It, okay. it harkens back to um, like the late 80s sound, which I really dig, by the way. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Hometown USA. Thank you again, Harold Payne. Shout out to you. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? Uh, nope. Thanks for listening. And? And... Good to good to be seen. Good to see you. Thanks as always. Thank, thank you, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, you, uh, America. And remember, America is the best country in the world. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flip side. Hello, darling. It's me, Tessianos, host of the ongoing comic book discussion podcast. And if I got a Halloween treat for you. This October, I am hosting a horror comic marathon for 31 days. That's right, my frightful fiends. Every single day from October 1st to October 31st, OCD will review a horror comic to count down to the greatest holiday ever conjured. You can follow OCD on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook at facebook.com slash OCD Podcast and Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. It's going to be a hauntingly good time, so be there or or just just be there. Ooh. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four. Is it five star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star rating on iTunes. We really. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great, too. And you can find us on the Internet.
Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFeePodcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.